in a row? Hasta la vista, baby. Go. Hey everyone, you're listening to Geek Positive. I am Greg Ames. You're not Greg. Wait, who are you? I'm gonna run your whole bit you ran without me last week. Oh my god, we're in the multiverse. We're all Gregs, aren't we? No, we're back to normal. Uh, well, as normal as we are, we're back. Um... More specifically, Greg's back after being sidelined by illness last week. Everybody applaud. Cue applause. Yeah, we we can straight up say it. I had COVID. It was not a fun time. Okay, well, well what was the it? worst symptom that I don't didn't see a lot of people talking about, especially for me as a podcaster? I couldn't like talk. I had no voice. I know Brandon talked to me on the phone for a minute when I was like telling him what to do and everything, and I could barely talk. So was it definitely COVID? Yeah, I had positive tests and everything. Okay, well, we last talked about it. You said that te- you didn't have the test results, but you just felt like shit. Yeah, no, then they finally came back pretty much at the end of my quarantine anyway, but yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, but you're here, you're alive. Um, I guess that's what we... How many of us went to see Spider-Man opening night and how many of us got COVID? Yeah, it's uh, another one of our friend group has it right now. It's ripping through the our our group pretty bad. But mine was far enough removed from Spider-Man, I don't think I actually got it from there. I just saw that a clip. I didn't see the full episode, but Saturday, Saturday Night Live did a bit where they had, you know, one of their cast members impersonating the president doing a press conference uh a press conference and in it, his advice for stopping the spread was, okay, everyone, you need to stop seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> I saw that. That did make me laugh. I watched the cold open just with that. Yeah, I think it was Malcolm Ingram of um, Kevin Smith's circle that said, you know, is there going to be a Spider-Man super spreader event? And I think there might have been. <laughs> oh, probably. Well, as long as everyone's okay and recovers, it's worth it because that movie was fucking amazing i still cannot stop talking about that movie that was great i loved it i've been watching bootleg youtube clips of it on recently that's how much <laughs> i love it i've seen it in the theaters twice i'd like to see it a third time greg if you're interested oh probably not i might catch scream again but i think i'm done on spider-man until it comes out did you did you only see it the one time yeah Pfft, wuss Dude, I rarely do doubles at the movies anymore. I might do one a year if there's a movie I like enough. I might do it once a year. Dude, I thought we did doubles in Marvel movies all the time pre-pandemic. At least I did. I said said rarely anymore. Uh, Avengers movies, I would. I would for those. And then a few before that. But I pretty much stopped doing that because I just want to see more movies, typically. Pathetic. You make me sick. I see. Mr. At... We'll talk about this on when we do the end of the year wrap up, and you're like, "Oh, I barely saw any movies. I didn't want to count every movie because you're going to see Spider Man twenty times." Well, yeah, because it was the best movie. Anyways, this actually see? this actually provides a very good segue into our next segment. Um, you mentioned about Scream, and it's official: Spider Man No Way Home has been dethroned as the number one movie at the box office for the past like. 
since it came out a month ago, and it was dethroned by Scream or Scream Five, whatever they call it. Yeah, it just technically Scream, which I won't give any spoilers, but they even kind of play into that whole thing. But man, it was worth it, dude. If there's a movie that deserves to knock it off, it's Scream. Yeah, okay. they they are in that spot. Did, did they make jokes about the sequels with, without numbers on it? Um, I want to try really spoiler-free here. Okay. So, if you haven't seen Scream, know that I will be very safe with this and give no context or plot spoilers here. You know, like, Scream is always a commentary what's big on horror. Yeah. Like, as it comes out, that's what Scream 4 was talking about, the remakes all the time and everything like that, where Scream was about slashers. They do bring up, like, Halloween and Halloween 2018 and things like that, yes. So, I'm pretty sure that's why it was just titled Scream. Okay, that at least, without any context, makes a little bit of sense because I don't, I don't know why the the numberless, uh, subtitleless sequel thing is really freaking fucking annoys me. I don't know why. It doesn't bother me at all, and I'll take it over a shit title. Like you know what? If they would have called the new Matrix movies just Matrix over Matrix Resurrections or a not, you know, you know my hatred of Shin titles yeah annihilation resurrection salvations anything like that take those away and i'm fine with just the same title you see i don't know if they called the matrix if they had called the matrix resurrections just matrix I, that would have annoyed me uh, yeah it doesn't get me i don't know why uh, that, that's actually kind of a funny thing a friend of mine i have not watched the new matrix movie yet as as i said in our previous episode with um uh with your fill-in brandon I don't even know if I'm going to watch. By the way, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah. Episode was fun. I might just never come back because I enjoyed listening to it enough. Well, we realized, Greg, you you are replaceable. So, I mean... oh, exactly. I believe you. I never claimed to be irreplaceable. I don't know. I don't. Is is uh, I almost said Scream Resurrections. That actually probably would have been a good bad title for the new Scream movie. I don't know. But the, it would have been bad. The Matrix Resurrections, is it still available on HBO Max or did that expire yet? I think it expired because I was on HBO Max like a week ago and they have like a countdown for those movies. Yeah. It's like available for blank more days. I'm pretty sure it was yeah. winding down. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's gone. I missed it because as I told your replacement last week, it's like I wanted to watch it just to see what it was because I love the first Matrix movie, the sequels, eh, but I, I wanted to rewatch all of them and I just I watched the first one and I just couldn't get through. I didn't have the willpower to get the, to rewatch all of them just to see a movie that I don't know if it would be any good. However, the whole point of this rant is a good friend of mine posted online saying that he actually loved the new matrix movie, which I think is interesting. Well, you know, some people are going to like it. I, I can't speak to it cause I didn't watch it. Like I will eventually I heard from sources. I trust have told me you're not going to like it. And so I'm not, I don't have it in high hopes, but then again, I haven't liked any of them since the first one anyway, so I wasn't going into it excited anyway, yeah. so well, as, as, no harm yeah, if yeah. it's bad. As I said before, I loved the first one, the second one was okay, and I don't think I've ever seen the third one the the whole way through, and that all of those movies came out like 20 years ago, so obviously it was never a uh, high priority for me. But I don't know, Like I've heard people that loved it, I've heard people that hated it, 
movies like that always intrigue me when there's two extremes because that means there's something about the movie that's very divisive and i think that's that that is very interesting to me yeah they definitely i mean again neither of us have seen it but it seems like they didn't just play it safe so that's good great what's been going on in uh your world in terms of uh intellectual properties honestly not too much there's a eagerly awaiting the end of the month for the release of the very first open world pokemon game which i'm very excited about i am not aware of this so please sir educate me uh pokemon legends arceus so it Arceus, Arceus. Um, it's going to be the very first open world Pokemon game. Like it's always been kind of like top down view or pretty close to that walk around since the very first one's red and blue. This is the first one where it's just going to be like Breath of the Wild style. You just running around catching Pokemon and not just turn based battles and stuff like that. Like it looks legit cool. They really broke the mold on this just by watching the gameplay footage. I can't wait to try it. Okay, because open world is basically, um, you could do whatever you want. You could do missions, but you just wander around and fuck around to do whatever you want in the world, right? I mean, that's part of it. No, you can't do anything you want. It's still programmed in and everything. Well, but you, like, you, you, the whole world is like visual to you. Like you, it's like if you walked outside and looked around, like okay. what you're doing in the game. Okay, like I'm, I am not an expert on modern day video games, so I just need clarification. No, you're good. So, yeah, but that's pretty much the only thing I'm like super looking forward to. Like within the next week or so, there's new stuff coming out always. But yeah, that's about it. I we've been watching all these new trailers that came out, which I'm sure we'll touch on all of them. But yeah. it got me thinking. But we we have the new Batman trailer, Moon Knight, everything like this, and I really started thinking about like superhero fatigue and stuff like that. And you know, we've talked about this term quite a bit on this show. Yeah. And the thought that really came to my mind is, I, I've i always said, no, you're not going to run into that, but I'm starting to think you could run into that for only one reason. So, I think superhero movies need to stop being a singular genre. How so? And now, I'm not, this is not a blanket, this is a blanket statement, and I'm aware there are exceptions. I think... When you have too much of a formula, you start to run into trouble. So we need to break it up more. Like, Ant-Man, remember, was like a heist movie. Yeah. So that added a little different. But it still felt very much the same genre. Now, I'm looking at the Batman trailer. I'm like, this looks really interesting. This looks kind of different, like, and new. Like, so it actually ups my excitement for it more. And, like, granted, I don't think the movie was good, but New Mutants did something different. You know what I mean? So, like... I'm kind of excited now, and I can't say excited, but like hopeful now, and Moon Knight looks also different, yeah. that we keep having superhero movies, but bending the genre of it more. And that's how I think we avoid this whole superhero fatigue that's always thrown about. Well, I would agree. I wouldn't say we're approaching superhero fatigue quite yet, because I think a lot of superhero movies have done that, like... Um, like the Captain America movies, at least the second and third one, were much more superhero meets like political action thriller. I, one of my exceptions I was thinking of was the Winter Soldier. Now, dude, I love these movies, so I'm not complaining yeah. when I say this. I don't think Civil War was really out of genre for the most part. Just like Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Look, one's like a magic thing, one's a tech movie, but they're the same movie. And I love them both, so I'm not complaining. But you know what I mean? Like, 
we really need to... And, and I'm not complaining because it looks like it's actually happening. I'm excited for the new genre, like, injections, I guess, into these movies. Well, and obviously we're getting a, going to be getting a heavy dose of uh, multiverse-type stuff from both Marvel and DC. Yeah, and... Man, I know you guys talked about this last week a little bit. They gotta play safe with this. And don't listen to the internet. You know what? I am a fan. Don't fucking listen to the fans in this, okay? Because the fans are going to want to see every little property they ever saw growing up show up in these movies as variants and things like that. I love the Thomas Jane Punisher movies. I don't need to see Thomas Jane Punisher show up in Multiverse of Madness. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Don't fucking do it. I don't want to see it. I love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Logan was a perfect ending. Yeah, sometimes it's just too much, and I agree with you. I think we. I once again, I comment on this. I don't want to see the X Men movies retroactively retroactively become part of the MCU through a multiverse because the continuity of the X Men movies is so fucked up. It doesn't work. Oh, they couldn't get their own timeline right to save their lives. The, and I love those movies, yeah. but they couldn't. Yeah, the MCU has done a pretty good job of maintaining continuity. Anything this massive is going to have plot holes and mistakes, but for the most part, I think they've done it well. And to shoehorn in the old X-Men movies, it's just, no, that needs a complete fucking reboot. Yeah, like, I don't want to see everything... As much as cool as it would be, and yeah, you get cheap pop from the crowd, myself included. You know what I mean? Don't do it. I don't need to see Ben Affleck's Daredevil up there, Thomas Jane's Punisher, whoever played Elektra. You know what I mean? I don't want this stuff. The old yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's a great nostalgia hit for a second when you see that. Yeah, Spider-Man worked. It was a very self-contained story, and it was great. But that doesn't mean we need to see all of yeah. it. That is the problem, is that... Hollywood rarely rarely will learn the right lesson from a successful movie. Spider-Man No Way Home worked because it was well-written and well-crafted, well and Hollywood people in Hollywood look and say, oh, it worked because we just mashed together all of our franchises. Yeah, you know, no disrespect. Oh, I guess this is a little disrespect. But if you want to see how it's done for how I just described for a cheap nostalgia hit, but then nothing to it, Go watch uh, the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. I have not and seen And you know that. what? You can watch it. It's, it's on Netflix, most of it. Okay. It's cool, and it's, yeah, like, oh, man, I saw Kevin Conroy's Batman. That's awesome. Like, oh, here's all these people. But it's just so much cameo with nothing to do Yeah. that after you are overseeing that and then you go back to watch them, like, oh, this really doesn't have anything going on in it. It's a very tricky line to kind of um, toe. Yeah, exactly. But that's the multiverse thing is definitely coming up soon. But I don't know what what could be some ideas for this whole. I guess I call it genre injection into the superhero genre. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we were talking about, and I we're probably going to talk more about uh, the new movie, the new Batman movie, The Batman, where. The Riddler's being portrayed as basically like the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> yeah, he is the Zodiac Killer for sure. And that that is an example of like, I mean, I guess when you think about it, it makes sense. But for a moment, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I, you know what? And I, 
here's the thing, Batman's been rebooted so many times that I don't even care about accuracy. I'm like, oh, fuck it, yeah, Riddler's the Zodiac Killer, okay, I'm game. <laughs> you know, I don't even look for continuity yeah. or, like, comic accuracy or anything. I'm like, yeah, have fun, guys, do what you want, I'll be there. Believe me, I'll have a ticket opening day, but I don't even care. Like, and not in a negative way either. I'm like, if it sucks, it'll be rebooted in a year anyway. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's a new movie where the Joker is actually a fish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Right, Let's I'll take with that. Two tickets, please. I'll watch it. I'll buy that popcorn bucket. Yeah, and you know what? I probably won't even have to wait for a year for the reboot because I'll probably have another Batman movie coming out the same time, unconnected. Great, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. Oh, but yeah, we touching back on that. Um, the more and more I watch like footage and trailers of the of the Batman or the Batman movie, whatever we, we want to call it, this movie intrigues me immensely. I, I I'm still cautious, but. I don't know what they're going for, but I mean, I'm interested in it. It looks very, it looks so, it's like the Dark Knight trilogy was very much reality-based, but this one looks reality-based, but much more film noir, and I, I don't know. There's something about it that I'm drawn to, and I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there. I'm there first day, for yeah. sure. I don't know what to expect, and you know what? It's kind of a nice feeling, the whole you know, I don't really care, but not in a negative way. I'm like, let's yeah. just see what happens. And it, it's and it's kind of a nice feeling. It's not, oh, they better not fuck this up. I'm like, eh, if they do, I, I know I have another Batman coming out in like a year. Yeah, and also there's the fact that if they fuck it up, you have like three other versions of Batman to go back and rewatch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what? And let's be real, eventually they're probably going to reboot some of them. Eventually, we'll get whatever. Eventually, we get a a Batman into the the Batman verse movie. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, have fun, guys. Yeah, which we kind of already did with the Lego Batman movie, which is the only Lego movie you will actually enjoy and watch. Um, dude, I'm gonna play this Lego Star Wars game that's finally coming out after being delayed for two years. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's coming out in April. And it's finally done. It looks good. It's um, Lego the Skywalker Saga. So basically all the main, you know, Star Wars movies. And it looks fun as hell, honestly. I was never one of the big Lego game guys. Like, I'm like, I don't care for this. This looks fun as hell, though. Yeah, I never really played much of the Lego games. I I remember, like, being in um, a GameStop trying to play one of the Avengers Lego games. And I was like, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, but this one looks pretty fun. Like it looks like they put a lot of work into it. Yeah. So, um, going back to the Batman for a bit, um, like I've been reading, reading and watching clips of it online, blah blah blah, seeing what's going on with it. And first, I'm I'm starting to get some Batman 1989 vibes. I don't know if you got that. I can't say I did. To be honest, I get a lot of obviously from the comics, like Batman Year One vibes. I get. Some Dark Knight vibes just in the fight style that I'm seeing. Yeah. And they. they, Uh, No, I didn't really get the 89 ones. How so? I think it's just the fact the. um, The revisionism of it, the fact that, like, they've altered the Riddler so much. And the Penguin, I I haven't seen enough of the Penguin to see if they altered him. He's definitely not short because Colin Farrell's playing him. But I don't know. There's. I'm getting a vibe about it. Like you said, like, I think. 
they're going to twist some things around like they did in those movies, and I'm intrigued to see what they do. I'm betting Penguin's almost like a non-character. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like he's I'm gonna not be, sure. I feel like he's going to be more of a crime boss, like they had um, the guy in Batman Begins and the guy in The Dark Knight that they weren't major the villains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, or like even like Victor Zaz is technically in him, and he's just there for like yeah. kind of a minute. Well, I don't like think it's, you miss him. I don't think it's gonna be like I that. Be like that. I don't think it's gonna be like that because you got Colin Farrell. You're gonna want him in at least more than like two minutes of your movie. Plus, they put him in, you know, the bald cap and the fat suit. You know what I'm ashamed to admit right now is I don't know what Colin Farrell looks like. Even I'm looking him up now. That's where I I just watched a, a movie with him recently in it. Oh, this is not the man I was thinking of. Damn it, I was kind of more excited for the only famous Colin I could think of was the guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> I was hoping what? it was him. What the fuck? He was, um, uh, what's his what's name? What's his name? I'll find it. He's a bald guy, right? Yeah, uh, Colin, M-O-C-H-R-I-E, Mockery. Colin Mockery. Oh, I was hoping it was him. Fuck. It, it that would have been a fun penguin. I could have worse. I thought you were going to say Colin Quinn, the guy from Saturday Night no. Live. No, this could have been good. Why isn't this guy Penguin? What, what the fuck? Colin Farrell. Who gives a fuck? Get, the, get whose line is it Colin in here? Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah. He, he played Bullseye in the shitty Daredevil movie. Oh, yeah. He's got a great track record. Fuck him. No. Get Colin Mockery, Mockery, however I say it in here. Mockery, I believe it's called. His name yeah. is. Get him in. Be a better penguin. I had more thoughts on Batman, and I don't remember them now. Get Drew Carey to be Batman. No, Drew Carey would be Alfred. He looks like an Alfred. No, no, Ryan. No. I know. I know Drew Carey's looked the way he has for like fifteen years now. It's still unsettling to me because I still always think of the Drew Carey show. That like when I see modern Drew Carey, it always throws me off a little bit. Like he lost a bunch of weight, and you remember him when he was kind of heavier. Yeah, and he's got like a soul patch and like earrings now. It's just so weird wait, to me. Wait, when wait, I see wait, Drew wait. Carey today. He has a soul patch and earrings. What is he trying to be? Fucking like a guy I Ferrari. Think- I think he has earrings, but I know he has the soul patch, and that always just throws me off. Oh, that's like, weird. That's like you're not Cleveland Rocks. Like, come on. It's like so. I'm just imagining Drew Carey, Drew Carey, Guy Ferrari, and the least in our Smash Mouth all look the same now. <laughs> okay, but so Colin Farrell being Penguin. I'm sorry to get us so off topic, but I had to find out who this man was, and then I was disappointed he wasn't who I wanted him to be. Uh, but I just watched a movie with him that he was in, uh, Minority Report. Oh, okay. That's a good movie, if you, ha- if you haven't seen it. I've seen Minority Report. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Uh, b- based on a Philip, uh, Philip K. Dick short story, sci-fi, future, pre-crime, you know, free will, whatever. It's, 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 a, it's a cool movie. Yes, Tom. Yes, Tom. I, I Tom. believe I just had a conversation in our group chat about Philip K. Dick. He's the one who wrote Blade Runner, right? He wrote the short the book that it was based on, which was yes. called which was called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yes. So think of how rough junior high was for this guy. His name is literally Phil Dick. <laughs> and so I imagine junior high was not a nice time for him. I mean how he was pretty hey, old. Phil my dick. 
Yeah, but he was pretty old back then. They didn't know what that what that meant. You know, it was more about you know, like I think know, everyone's always known what a penis is, Maxwell. Yeah, but in the, but back in like the thirties or whenever he probably grew up as you know, that's back when they were like, "Hey, man, sit on it." I don't know. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I I think you're thinking more in terms of modern day, like you know, Beavis a butthead type humor. <laughs> Beavis and butthead. I hate to break it to both of us is not modern day. Okay, 90s humor. I was going to say, we're, we're not exactly the youth of America anymore. We are, we are the youth of a nation. <laughs> you're not helping our case. Now you're referencing <laughs> new metal. No, not. <laughs> not, to mention the fact, not to mention the fact that I'm referencing a new metal song that I heard, that I listened to on one of the Music Choice channels while I was doing fucking laundry at the laundromat today. <laughs> See? You're not helping our cause here. Oh, well, okay, side tangent. Okay, as I mentioned before, I do my laundry at a laundromat because I don't have a washer and a dryer, okay? Okay. So, the cable company in our area, they have those music choice channels that just play, you know, music 24-7. Yeah. Okay, I always put on the Rock Hits channel at the laundromat because it's like the... Rock hits of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, which is basically when most of us grew up, right? Yeah. I swear to God, for the last two months, I go to the laundromat at least every other week. Every single time I've been there, they play the Harvey Danger song, Flagpole Sitta. Oh, I love that song. Though. But I've heard that song, like, at least... Like I said, every time for at least a month now. And it's like, why? It's, okay. it's so random, though. It's, it's so good, though. Yeah, it's a good song. And it's nice because it's unedited because there's shit they cut out of it. But it's just very weird to me. Like, of all the late 90s hits, it's Harvey Danger's Flagpole Sitta. Oh, I'll ta- I take it. No, I take it. It's better than... Some shit. I mean, they played Def Leppard one time. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. So, we're talking about Batman, and I, I gotta ask you now, do you think it'll perform well? I mean, let's be real, Batman will perform well. Do you think it will perform up to expectations, though? You see, I I don't even know what the expectations for this movie are, because, like I said, it's such a weird situation of it's another reboot... <laughs> It, they're separate. Are they hybrid releasing it? Because it's Warner Brothers. What's that? Are they hybrid releasing it? Because it's Warner Brothers. No, 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 no. That that ended. The hybrid release ended in last year. I think the Matrix might have been oh, the last one. Um, but I've been looking up some information on it, and there are two things that strike me as interesting in terms of profitability on this movie. Okay. The, the first one is its budget. The budget on this new Batman movie is $100 million. That's actually not that much compared to some recent superhero movies. No, not at all. That's a pretty good budget. Like, Spider-Man No Way Home was $200 million. Like, the Avengers Endgame was, like, th- over $300 million. That's almost low budget for a superhero movie. So it has that working for it. Well, that makes me think they're going to a lot of practical effects then, which yeah. is good. What potentially could work against it is the fact that they recently came out. It's rumored that the movie is almost three hours long. Yeah, I saw that. And 
I'm fine that with that. That works against them in two different ways. The the obvious, you can't show it as much if it's taken up that much time. Like, you can't show it nearly as much. And the other ones is, a lot of people don't want to sit through three-hour movies. Well, the thing is, I, I understand that, but I can, I can counter-argue that with the fact that, one, we're still in a... Uh, a thing right now with the pandemic where there aren't a ton of new movies out, so it could get more showings because of that. And two, how many two and a half hour plus superhero movies have come out in the past decade? I think people have, I think certain movie fans have become accustomed to it. Well, let's think which ones have been over two and a half hours. Well, I'm saying two and a half, two and a half hours and over. So, uh, the Dark Knight was two and a half hours. The Dark Knight Rises was like two hours and 45 minutes. Um, Captain America Civil War was two and a half. Uh, Infinity War was two and a half. Endgame was three. Um, okay, well, this is basically three coming out with the Batman. So let's go three. Uh, which movies recently have been three hours? You said Endgame. Not as many. Endgame, there aren't a lot of three-hour movies, but I'm just saying... I mean, two and a half to three hours. I mean, what's another half hour, really? I don't know. I think that might be like a a turning point for some. I'm not but, saying. However, we're still two months out from its release. There is a possibility that can change. Because I remember there being a rumor that Spider-Man No Way Home was going to be nearly three hours long. And when it finally came out, it was two and a half. So there could be, they might still be working on cutting it. That's true. So, you know, could benefit that, the movie and performance. Hmm. This is a weird thing I was looking into the other day. Like, old movie theater gimmicks to get people into the movies. And everyone knows the House on Haunted Hill or whatever it was where they like swing out the skeleton at a certain point. They rigged up a pulley system. But my favorite out of all the ones I read about Maxwell is when Jailhouse Rock, the Elvis Presley picture, came out. Oh, God. The studio sent all the theaters a note, which was kind of commonplace for these gimmick things. Like, they'd send theaters a note, like, hey, try doing this to promote the movie or whatever. That to assemble a panel of young, of good-looking teenage girls and judge all the men on their facial hair and sideburns to see who looks the most like Elvis. So, these... Like, young girls, they'd assemble a panel one hour before the movie to judge the sideburns of people coming in to see who looked most like Elvis. And the winner would get free admission and a cash prize, and the runners-up would get free admission to draw more people, make it more of a spectacle. What could they do for Batman like this? Well, well first of all, I'd like to say... If they had this contest for a movie when I was in my early 20s, I would have fucking won it. Because I had the fucking, like, you remember the emo sideburns trend? Dude, you had the straight-up ska sideburns. I've seen them. I love it. Yeah, that was... Like, I'm thinking of Real Big Fish. That's what you used to look like back in the day. That was me up until, like, my late 20s. I know, I've seen the pictures. <laughs> well, I also knew you towards the end of it, yes. Yeah, then eventually I just went full beard. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would have fucking won tickets to see an Elvis movie. <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh, what was the question? Oh, Batman. 
Um, yeah, what could we do in vain of this? Like an assemble panel to judge facial hair or something like this? Free ticket, free tickets if your parents are dead. I was thinking <laughs> Pro- that we need Pro- a little more time for this. Okay, you have to assemble everyone at the theater and say Riddler is loose within a certain thing. The world's greatest detective should be able to find Riddler, and you have like Batman hunting down the Riddler, and then. Whoever finds them gets in for free. And everyone participating has to wear capes. I, I, I don't know how this applies, but you just gave me a great idea for like a Batman Riddler themed panic room. Exactly. Something like this. Now, could you imagine the lawsuits though? Let's say our theater does this. Me and you are all excited. I'm being Batman. I'm making you be Robin. We gotta go catch Riddler. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Just... Why am I Robin? <laughs> because I'm coming up with a scenario. Fuck. Why uh, you, but, you you have an older fat Robin sidekick? <laughs> it's perfect. Well, that, okay. If I'm Robin, I'm wearing the fucking green tidy green tidies or whatever. Everyone has to see my flabby of legs. It's a requirement, my friend. Good. Of course, good because it must be witnessed. This is picture how wrong this could go. Because let's say we're following our clues. We think we have Riddler, and we just tackle a stranger and bring him back to the lobby. <laughs> what the f- yeah so maybe this isn't the best idea but anyway i did i fell down that rabbit hole of like weird theater gimmicks it was really fun did you know um back when movie theaters first became a thing uh one of the main things one of the main things they advertised to get people to go see movies was the fact that the movie theaters were air conditioned i believe it because when movie theaters first came out it wasn't even necessarily the movies that people went to go see. It was to see the technology, because yeah. to see a moving picture. Like, it wasn't even, like, rarely did the movies actually even have plot or anything like that. Those really early ones. It was more just to see what you could do with the tech. Yeah, but yeah, the, especially in summertime, it was like, you know, hey, you could sit in a air-conditioned theater for an hour and a half. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's cool, like, looking back on some of that stuff. I would like to thank Adam Ruins Everything for teaching me that. <laughs> Oh yeah, rest in peace. That show. Yeah, they're not. It's done apparently because I guess Adam Conover is moving on to some sort of new project. It is. Um, True went through like a business merger thing, and uh, Adam and everything got canned in it. They knew it was coming. That's why their last episode they kind of wrapped it all up. But yeah, that's they. That's why they took away a lot of the shows. Yeah, I don't remember the last episode, but I I love that show. That was a very funny and informative show. Weirdly enough, my yeah. my nine year old niece liked that show a lot too. So I guess it's educational too. Oh yeah, you brought this up earlier. We got the Moon Knight trailer this week. Yeah, it looks cool, doesn't it? Uh, for a character that I don't know much about at all, and I don't think I've read a single Moon Knight comic, this looks fucking weird and crazy and good. Yeah, it really does. I have read some Moon Knight. I read at least. One full run. I remember that that I was picking up. Would you like to? Ed- and would you like to educate me on Moon Knight? I don't think I could, to be honest. Okay. I don't think I can give you much because I still don't quite get it. Okay. There's a lot of psychological play though, and that's what it seems like they're doing in the book. I yeah. mean, in the show. Yeah. And how about the? How about Oscar Isaac with a British accent? You know, I'm here for it. I liked it. I, I was surprised because he is not British in real life, but that that accent actually it worked for me and. I don't know. I, I love Oscar Isaac. He's a good actor. He's an attractive man, and I support I support him. 
Oscar Isaac's really good in roles like that. You know what I just watched for the first time last week? What's that? Was the movie Annihilation. Have you seen that? I, I've i seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but I know you're not talking no. about that. This is the one with uh, Natalie Portman like going into this weird like shimmer thing nah. where it's mutating everyone inside. I, he was in that. He was really good. Like, and he's good in Ex Machina. He's really good in these weird psychological twisty movies yeah. and stuff. So I think it'll fit Moon Knight well. Was this not Moonlight kind of like Batman, but even more psychologically damaged, if that's possible? It's, yeah, it's Egyptian Batman. And like he has like a personality disorder and a sleep disorder and Yep. Yeah, that, that's You never a, quite know who he is. Yeah, that trailer looked was nuts and I look forward to that. I'm so far behind on all the fucking Disney Plus shows, it's not even funny, but I've, I've had too much shit going on right now in my life, so I, I need to try to catch I up. I just watched uh, the latest Book of Boba Fett today before we came on. Oh, man. Have you seen? Have you watched any of The Peacemaker yet? I have not. I actually was thinking about doing that today. Yeah. I have not watched it I feel yet, like pe- I feel like Peacemaker, like, I haven't seen, I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but I feel like no one's really talking about it, and... I don't know. I, I fucking love John Cena as Peacemaker, so that's something I'm looking forward to watching. I haven't heard it making big waves, but the people who I have seen talk about it speak very highly of it, so we'll see. I mean, who, when did John Cena become such a good comedic actor? I mean, he's been dipping his toes in, honestly, for over ten years now. I just remember just there was a time... to take off. I just remember there was a time when, like... He was do, trying to do the super serious like action star movies, and then eventually that led him to the like straight to video pile. Back when that was a, a bad thing, nowadays everything's straight to streaming. But like I don't know, he, he embraced he embraced the memeiness of him, the memeness of him. Yeah, I think in that worked to his benefit. And as I said before, like. My dad, my dad doesn't like rewatching the same movies over and over. But my, me and my dad have watched the, the Suicide Squad like five times, and he he lo- loves that movie. It's really good. Oh, oh, here's something, and this is amazing. What? This is amazing. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, they are making a movie about the life of Weird Al Yankovic. I did know about this, and dude, perfect casting. Did how? How did we get Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al? I'm all for it, but it just seems very. You say it's perfect. I just I say like that seems random to me. No, you know, if you just know him from Harry Potter, it would seem random. But all the shit he's done since he was in the movie Swiss Army Man, where he played a corpse. <laughs> the entire movie is great, and he's in that Guns Akimbo movie, and just was incredible. He's in all these crazy weird movies. And I'm like, Daniel Radcliffe is great, so I can't wait to see him be weird. Out. Well, I, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's not great, but it just seemed like you know. But uh, I did know in the back of my mind, he did that that Miracle Workers anthology series that was like that was a very comedic. Like I know he's done a lot of comedic roles, which is seems like surprising to people that don't know him outside of Harry Potter. Yeah, you know, I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's it's a movie, right? It's not a series. It is going to be a Roku Channel original. Original what, though? Movie. Okay, good. That's but, awesome. but I guess it's going to be exclusive to the Roku Channel, so if you don't have a Roku device or a TV, I don't know how you're going to watch it. 
cue the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song right now. All right. Oh no, I have a Roku. I have a Roku TV and another TV with a Roku device, so I watch the Roku channel quite often. It's very odd to me that Roku is starting to make their own original content, considering the fact that they are a free streaming service. Yeah, but. I guess they get ad money. Yeah, they their stuff is ad based. They mostly right now they specialize just in old sitcoms and old movies, and like I said, it's all adver- it has advertisements in it, but it's not to the point where it's ridiculous, like fucking Crackle. Oh, I never watched anything on there. So I, I, I tried know. to watch Crackle like once, and it 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 lags horribly. The download is slow, and there's like so many fucking ads. It's ridiculous. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, Crackle is not good, and they're owned by Sony, but I think even Sony doesn't even acknowledge it, because whenever people talk about, you know, Sony movies on streaming, everyone says, well, Sony doesn't have their own streaming site, and I always think, yes, they fucking do, but it sucks, and I don't think they want to admit to owning it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much, oh, did he, I don't even want to touch on this, but. Fuck it. It's not even news anymore, really, but I don't think we ever mentioned it. Did you see the whole Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be... It was originally Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, and Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then some people were upset that it didn't include the 2016 reboot, but then they a week later they said, oh, you could, it's, that's going to be available as a digital download, and they said that was always the plan, but it just seemed kind of weird and shitty. Well, one, let's be real. There's no way it was always the plan or else it would have had a disc like everything yeah. else. Um, but here's the other thing. If yeah. I'm buying that, I don't care if it's in there, even if I like that movie, because these three are a trilogy. Can at least be watched that way. They're all in continuity with each other. So why are we just going to throw the random reboot in the middle of it? Yeah, and I'm sure people are trying to make an issue out of it because for, you know, political and, you know, social issues or whatever. But uh, I. Yeah, it, they most definitely were. It, it, it just feels like such a who cares type situation, in my opinion. Dude, like, the internet was on fire about that for a few days, though. It was crazy. Which is very weird because most of the time the internet is the first place to say, fuck that Ghostbusters reboot movie. Uh, the internet's changing these days. The internet makes no sense. The internet will take any chance it any chance it can to get fucking angry at Pete. Anything. That's true. Uh, speaking of, I did want to. This isn't even really in our wheelhouse, but I did want to mention it. Um, every time I die, I broke up, which was just sad because whether you like every time you die or not, I like them quite a bit. I can always guarantee you've seen them if you go to concerts and shows. I think they might have been one of the warp tours we went to. They definitely were. Like they were on so much that band never stopped since like the nineties. They were just nonstop. So everyone has seen them. Yeah. And so it really bummed me out. Like I'm like, oh that sucks. I always like that band. Yeah, and I read the I read the letter from their lead singer regarding it and man, everything just seems shady as fuck as to what happened. Uh, the whole situation's weird. I'm not gonna speak to it because I'm not in the band, but yeah. So, but that that sucks. Rest yeah. in peace every time I die. That does bring me to something else I wanted to talk about that is music related. Because you you always say this podcast doesn't talk about music, but we always end up talking about it. Okay, Greg, you know more about these things than I do. What the fuck is this when we <laughs> when we were young festival? 
Okay, so is this, her, is this a real thing? Let's start with that. It is real. Look, I don't want to devote a lot of time to this, but we could definitely talk about it for sure because I'm also sick of hearing about it. But here's what's up. There's this giant, like, emo culture capitalization festival going on in Vegas. And it's it, it's huge. The What I imagine the headliners are My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy World, Bring Me the Horizon, like, big bands. And then every other fucking band you could think of from that era. I'm talking about from Atreyu to Hawthorne Heights to Ice Nine Kills to... I think I, I think like Motion City soundtrack, like everyone. I think I saw AFI and, on there. Yeah, AFI, the user on it, like everyone you'd want to see on that kind of thing. And it's only one day that when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like a three day festival. One day, three stages. And here's the thing, it's presented by Live Nation. So I'm gonna get everything out and then say my actual thoughts. Live Nation also put on the whole Astro World Festival thing where people passed away and everything uh this past year. Here's the thing, though. Everyone's talking about, oh, it's by Live Nation. People aren't realizing Live Nation has put on almost every concert you've gone to for the past 20 years. Yeah, Live Nation or Ticketmaster, basically. Yeah, so everyone going, Live Nation did Astro World. This is, don't trust them. Look, don't trust them because they just destroy people on ticket fees, but you don't realize it because you never noticed before. Live Nation pretty much runs. Every major concert you've gone to that's not at a club, like, has been Ticketmaster or Live Nation. So, get that crap out now. But, now, the is it a scam? I don't know. Everyone's like, some bands didn't even know they were playing. They, all ba- the only bands that said they didn't know was when, like, oh, when we agreed to this, I only knew about MCR playing. This is wild. Bands didn't know the full lineup. So, here's my thing. Do I think it's a poorly planned festival? Yes. One day with that much going on, you have like a 25-minute set maximum then. If every band gets the same amount of playing time, not great. But do I think it's real? Yes, I do. I just think it's very poorly planned. You already touched on a few things I was going to bring up, like the fact that you know some bands said they didn't even know they are going to be on it. Um and the fact that, you know, every band's going to have a very short set list time, but they have revolving stages. So, yes, the, the time between bands isn't going to be that much. But, yeah, the fact that it's like, how many bands are on it? Like, 70? Oh, I don't have that number. Um, it, it, I think it, it was like 60? It seems like a recipe for, a like, Woodstock 99 Part 2. It seems like, to me, it has a potential to be a very fucking big disaster and oh no dude i've been to festivals like this where they've had almost that many bands on one day and you know what it was also like a giant like open air style festival so it worked but you can't really have that in vegas so i don't know what they're doing not to mention the fact that when this is happening i don't remember because we are still in a october october that's right yeah october well right now we're still in a you know covid pandemic world who knows where the fuck will be in october i feel like we've had this conversation many times over the past two years but they are already talking about the fact that live nation doesn't do refunds and there's some people that depending on where the world's at might not be able comfortable with going i i, I don't it it seems all very strange now, to me i know live nation does refunds if the concert cancels they do refunds for that but otherwise yeah. no though 
But like, yeah, if people that would were going to it for certain bands, and then the bands cancel. Yeah, the the show looks wild, like nostalgia, but like also it doesn't look that great. People trying to act like it's a giant scam. Look, it's not a giant scam. It's just a poorly planned festival that has everyone's attention. I don't know. I've I've never been to a festival like of that scale before. I've been to a few Oz Fests, but that's different because that's back when it was a touring festival. It wasn't like a giant, you know, all you know what I mean? Destination festival. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And the old, <laughs> the older I get the the more I don't want to go to things like that, I'm at the point where like even going to a regular like th- concert with like two or three bands fucking wipes me out. <laughs> oh, dude, me and Rob went to go see Ice Nine Kills back in September. And I was like, at the end of it, I'm like, holy shit, can we like have no more than like three band bills from now on, please? And there was like six on there. I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. I went to see Silverstone Pickups last uh, late last year. They had one opening act, and even by the end of that, I'm just like, God, this is, I now have to fucking drive home from Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, now that one's a little extreme. That's a two band show, Maxwell. That's pretty standard. Yeah, I, I'm just getting fucking old. That's the problem. You have to, <laughs> just standing there for two hours, like up front with all these people, you know, in a COVID world, <laughs> and I'm like, God, I hope I don't fucking get diseased by seeing this the Silverstone Pickups. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. It is getting rough. I don't know. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that if I went to like one of those big shows where everybody in the seating section stands up, I'd get fucking irritated. It's like, just sit the fuck down. <laughs> I want to, I want to sit down and watch Allison Chains. I don't want to have to stand. <laughs> I'm old. My feet hurt. I want to hear a man in the box from the comfort of my chair. Yeah, I don't want to have to stand and rock and roll. I can do it from this. I, I can headbang in a chair, thank you very much. <laughs> I am the man in the chair. <laughs> My feet fucking hurt. <laughs> On that note, I'd say we've lost any semblance of a regular show. Let's wrap her up. Oh, yeah. So, um... Hey, Greg, you're back. Do your thing that I okay. tried to do last week. You did good. I heard it. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, please leave the show a five-star rating, whatever. Please leave the show a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And thank you very much for doing that. That's all I got. That's about it. We have no plans for the next episode, so you just have to wait and see what we think of. Yeah, we'll have something. We always figure something out. We always pull something out of our hat. You know, it's like a wise man once said, if you find yourself with a bee in your bonnet, you should take your hat off. I don't know if that has to do anything, but yes. I don't know. It sounded like wise words to end on. So uh, thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next episode. And I have been Ryan Maxwell. I'm not Grey Games. I'm, I'm Grey Games. Greg is Grey Games. And see you next time.